Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. and Walker Show, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ, the FanDuel text line, 704-570-9610, and check out our shenanigans on social media. Been a little slow this week, but we're going to get that thing cracking, all right? But you can check it out on WFNZ's Twitter and Instagram, at West Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail, at HTB underscore Josh, and most importantly, at Wes and Walker on Twitter, or X, whichever you prefer, hit that follow button right now while you're eating your Big Mac, your double Big Mac, your cheese sandwich, whatever you got going while you're sitting there listening to us, and we appreciate it as always. And now it is time to go to the Kona, a.k.a. the Campus Kona. Oh, we got college football music because we're leading off with a little college football, man. It's the offseason, but we got some breadcrumbs. The 12-team college football playoff will now include the five highest-ranked conference champions and seven at-large bids, the group's board of messengers confirmed on Tuesday, set to debut the 2024 season. The new playoff format reflects the coming dissolution of the Pac-12, which will cease to exist as a Power 5 league at the end of this academic uh, year. Previously, the playoff was scheduled to feature six plus six format of six conference champions and six at-large bids. The vote to revise the format was unanimous, the playoffs said. How happy are we about this uh, as we get this news about the playoffs? And do you think any team around here could benefit from those seven at-large bids? Well, I can go back to when North Carolina, Fiddy, correct me if I'm wrong on this, I believe they finished 12th at the end of the season two years ago. I think that's right. Close to it? No. No, because remember they were nine and three. They weren't. I don't think they were. Or maybe it was a few years further than that. Because Coastal was thirteen. The point I was yeah. getting at was whenever Coastal was thirteen, it felt like okay, at least Coastal after a great year would be able to get into an expanded playoff field. But the worry about it is we'll just we'll just continue to knock Coastal Carolina even further to make sure that they don't get into the college football playoff. And so maybe that was it. Maybe Coastal was ahead of Carolina and they had it flipped. But the idea is that if they had an expanded field, it would be better for the playoff to include North Carolina and then just switch Coastal so that the Chanticleers couldn't get in because they're a mid-major school compared to a Power 5 still in North Carolina. I do wonder about that. But do I like this? You know, I've just come to accept it. I was somebody that didn't have a huge problem with the way that the college football playoff field already had gone about. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's really hard to figure out the right way to crown a champion. This year, we're talking about an undefeated Florida State team who I would like to have a shot to compete. But Florida State, as an undefeated champion, 
even if they were included, do we think that they would have won the championship? And if not, then do we start to look back and second-guess ourselves for including them in the first place? It's really hard to find that right way to say, okay, this is the way that you specifically crown a champion in college football, and so this is just a way to include more money. We all know that that's what's driven here by this process to expand the field, to include more teams, and so it'll be more fun for me, more college football, that's going to be the great thing for college football fans, but ultimately, I did like the old way better. Yeah, under the new format, the playoff will grant first-round buys to the four highest-ranked conference champions, while the teams ranked 5 through 12 will meet at the home venue of the higher-ranked teams. From there, the quarterfinals and semifinals will be played in the New Year's Six Bowl slate, and the national championship will be held at a neutral site. And I just wanted to throw this in. This was something I wanted to bring up, because you talk about teams making the playoffs. The once mighty Florida Gators, where I went before I went to Wake Forest. Have you seen their schedule? I have not. It might be the hardest schedule in the history of college football. I just want to tell you this schedule, and I meant to share with you guys. They start the season versus Miami. Then they play Sanford, the only real win on the schedule. Then they have Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Central Florida, right? All right, pretty decent game. You might be able to get one or two out of there with where Florida is. Then they follow that with Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and Florida State. If I'm Billy Napier, I'm pulling up in the AD's office, and we scrap it, okay? Because you're not giving me any chance to succeed. You're not getting an at-large bid or any bid. I said if they win six games, they should build that man a, sk- a statue with that schedule. The problem is, oh my how God. much could you change it if you're the athletic director? Woo! What would you do? Because so much of scheduling in college athletics, especially college football, is creating games that are like seven years in the future. So (laughs) I wonder how much of that has hurt them with this year's schedule. But also, you got to face a lot of SEC schools. And Wes, when you really started to hammer home your point, they're all SEC opponents. So how in the world do you go against it? Napier can complain all he wants to. But this is the job you sign up for when you coach in the SEC and you see all of the love that those teams get, deservedly so, because they get a lot of the talent. Dog, with with that kind of schedule, you can't even practice. You you might not have enough guys to be able to practice by the end of the year. You're talking about taking a pound of flesh each and every week. But much to the happiness, moving over to college basketball, much to the happiness of one Josh Fitty, a.k.a. J.D. Marlowe, the Virginia Cavaliers, who are on the heels of the North Carolina Tar Heels. No pun intended, but some pun. I get it. Yeah, I felt Got like you set that up. That's okay. Smash by Virginia Tech. 75-41. to 41, a, a couple of days after Mondique's lost to them on a last-second attempt at the buzzer. Did not go. They absolutely trounced Virginia. And the ACC, if anything, this year is just completely unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen from week to week. You go into last night's game thinking a routine game for Virginia. They get the job done. It is a rivalry game. I get it 100%. And I know Kyle Bush would tell me, not Kyle Bush, Kyle Bailey would tell me as such with his Hokies. But they shot 51% from the field, 35% from three, held Virginia to a very paltry, 17% from three and 33% from the field. What do we think about this outcome last night and just the ACC's unpredictability thus far this season? I'm going to shed light on a stat I don't think I've seen before either. You went strong saying you feel like you've seen the strongest football schedule of your lifetime with Florida's upcoming football schedule. I don't know if I've ever seen a leading scorer for a basketball team have nine points 
like Isaac McNeely did last night for the Virginia Cavaliers. <laughs> not in Power 5, not even when they put up 41, which isn't a lot, but I would have expected somebody to score a little bit more. Nobody got in double digits well, for Virginia. As I look at stat broadcast, they do have Isaac McNeely down for 11 points on 4 of 8 shooting. I got three of seven. Is that on ESPN? It is on ESPN. Yeah, sometimes ESPN, they sometimes there's discrepancies between the stat websites. Either way, nobody did diddly squat. 11 is a lot different than nine, <laughs> though, so it's a great stat correction. Either way, Virginia getting destroyed this way, it just goes to show you exactly what you were talking about, how unpredictable this ACC season is. But also, like, we've seen Virginia get destroyed a few times this year. We thought they might have gotten over it at this point. Yeah. But remember, at the beginning of the season, most people were out on Virginia because when they lost, they lost by 30. They lost by over 20 points every single time that they recorded an L, and then it just took a while. So the most recent loss they had, it was against Pitt. Even that was by double digits. This is what you've come to know from Virginia, at least in 2023-2024. If they lose, it's going to be by double digits. And, man, it will be some ugly losses that they post, especially more so on the road. And that's what happened against Virginia Tech. Sometimes that team just doesn't show up whatsoever if it's not being played in Charlottesville. Fiddy, what did you think about last night's matchup and Virginia just getting annihilated, except for the fact that I'm sure you were excited to knock them down uh, one more game from chasing your Tar Heels. More conflicted than anything, just because, like, if this would have happened on Saturday, they had a chance to flush it out of their system, would have much more enjoyed it because you would have been in the tournament, West with your Demon Deacons. But this happens now, the game before Carolina comes uh, to town. Yeah. First place is still on the line. They know that if they get the win, they'll have the tiebreaker over Carolina when it comes to the regular season and the ACC tournament. For me, I look at it and say, if this Carolina team is what I think this Carolina team is, they should be able to go into an arena they haven't won at in over a decade and win. Because if Virginia Tech can beat them by 30-plus points on their home court, after we just dispatched Virginia Tech by 15 on our home court, we should be able to go in there and overcome the horrors of John Paul Jones Arena. I think North Carolina's defense is good enough to win this game. I know I've been more so worried about North Carolina's offense, but they went for over 90 in their last performance. I just think their defense is going to be good enough to hold Virginia to a respectable uh, outcome because they're not great offensively. If not, like if they give up, I don't know, over 70 to Virginia, then their defense is in a real bad way at this point. Problem. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, I'm hitting panic, but we give it more <laughs> than 70. Like Carolina could win that game and the game be played in the low fifties, maybe mid sixties. All right. Well, we got a couple of games of interest tonight in the ACC. We'll start it out. Syracuse taking on NC state state looking for answers. Uh, well, they did get a big win on the road against Clemson though, but they're still looking for answers as to how to get their season back on track. Do we think that Syracuse, comes in there and gives NC State uh, not necessarily a death blow, but a big blow to their season and their postseason hopes tonight. I don't know if I'm just overcorrecting what I used to think about Syracuse after watching what they did to North Carolina. That might be the case, but when you have as talented of a backcourt that they have in Judah Mintz and J.J. Starling, then I'm going to give those guys the benefit of the doubt. And so that's the reason I think that I would roll with Syracuse Plus, when we're talking about unpredictability for the ACC, like the NC State might be the poster team for that. They're certainly up there for that. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Syracuse here. I do think that Syracuse 
um, is going to be the team that comes out on top in this one. Pretty, do you think NC State uh, bites it, or do you think Syracuse gets it done? No, I, I feel like State wins. The game The game is at home, and we've seen how bad Syracuse has been away from the JMA wireless dumb. So, and, and like, look, if, 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 if State loses this game after beating Clemson on Saturday, Keats, pack your ish. It's, 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 it's done. Like this you, is what they do, though. But right? I know, but yeah. like this would be it, like nail in the coffin, because like they win this game, depending on the result of the Wake Pit game. State maybe still feels they got an outside chance, but you, but if you lose, you're done. All right. Also, too, you talk about unpredictability. We've got Pittsburgh that is white hot right now, looking to get into the tournament. They've won seven out of eight, and tonight at nine o'clock in Winston Salem. They will take on my Demon Deacons, who are undefeated at home. Uh, you know, I'm going to go par for the course here. I think Wake at home, they've been very, very good. They lost a heartbreaking uh, basketball game to Virginia. I think they get the job done against a pit team. It's going to be dangerous, and this is going to be a fun one, folks, because you talk about Blake Henson. We've talked about him a little bit, a.k.a. Blake Hemson. He's coming off of a 41-point game against Louisville. I can't remember the last 40-point game that we've had in the ACC going up against Hunter Salas and the Demon Deacons. So this should be a fun basketball game. But give me the Deeks to continue the magic at home. What say you? I'm going to go Wake Forest as well. But as we talked about it. It's going to be a dogfight, I think. The last couple of weeks, we said, okay, the Demon Deacons still have a few opportunities to get right. They lost to Duke on the road. They lost to Virginia on the road. If they lose to Pittsburgh and then lose three straight, you have another game against Duke at home. That'll be a big deal. They're top 10 right now. But it's really hard to make up ground because the only other respectable opponent via what they've done in conference so far is really Clemson. Virginia Tech starting to play better, and as we've seen with that big win against Virginia, but I still don't think that's a tournament team. So now it's Duke and it's Clemson. If you lose against Pittsburgh, I think the damage probably is too far done unless you have a big old run in the ACC tournament. Biddy, what do you think about the game tonight in Winston-Salem at 9 o'clock? Late yeah, game. Yeah, someone's facing elimination tonight outside of winning the ACC tournament, and I don't think either team is capable of doing that. So, Forbes, buddy, my guy, go ahead, get the job done, beat Pittsburgh, because your next four out, if you lose, you move to where or your first four out, if you lose, you move to where Pittsburgh is, which is next four out. And it's really hard to find a way to get the Deeks in the tournament. And I want to see my guy Wes go dancing in March, baby. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, You know, I still don't wish anything but the worst uh, for your Tar Heels, but I appreciate it. Go scratch yourself! <laughs>